service. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about the coolest motherfucker of all time, Miles Davis, the very violent LA punk and hardcore scene of the 1980s, your calls, your texts, your DMs, love, the Safi brothers, and the award that you've all been nominated for along with a whole bunch of other coming Disgraceland content. All right, Discos, let's get into it. Welcome to February, Discos. That first month of the year just whipped by, did it not? We've been busy here in Disgraceland bringing our content out from its previously exclusive state into the great wide open, as Tom Petty once sang. But as we get into February, we are going to shift our focus slightly to the launch of season 11 of Disgraceland, which I could not be more excited to tell you about. You're listening to this bonus episode on or around or after its February 2nd release day, and that means that the next piece of content to hit your feeds will be on Tuesday, February 7th, and on February 7th, you're going to be able to wrap your ears around the Season 11 trailer of Disgraceland, wherein we reveal all of the subjects for Season 11. Which artists that you suggested will we be covering? Which artists will we be missing? Which artists will we be connecting to previous subjects of Disgraceland from other episodes? How true crimey can we get with these musicians? And which serial killers, creepazoids, which of them will run headfirst into our batshit crazy rock stars? All will be revealed in Disgraceland's Season 11 trailer coming February 7th. 
Following that, we've got a couple additional drops for you guys. On February 13th, that's a Monday, we're going to be re-releasing Season 1 of Disgraceland in its entirety to celebrate the five-year anniversary of the show. Five years! Can you believe it? I cannot. That's right. Back on February 13th, 2018, that very first episode of Disgraceland launched. That episode, as you know, was on Jerry Lee Lewis. And after that, we followed up with episodes on Sid Vicious, Sam Cooke, the Norwegian black metal scene, Van Morrison, Lisa Lefta Lopez, our very first episode on the Rolling Stones, of which we've done six by now, but I digress, TK47, Tupac and Biggie, Michael Alec, and James Brown. Those 12 episodes mark the start of this crazy journey that we've been on together. Again, that's five years. Can you believe it? I cannot. So anyway, given the anniversary, we thought it a good occasion to re-release these episodes on February 13th. And that's not all. We have a lot of special stuff planned for you for the anniversary this year, the five-year anniversary of Disgraceland. We're doing some pretty insane collaborations. It's going to result in a lot of um, merchandise and promo gear and cool Disgraceland experiences for all of you that are taking part both online and in the real world. More on that to come. But right now, I want to talk to you guys about Miles Davis. Miles was, as you know, the subject of the last two-part episode that we re-released. Another previously exclusive bit of content that you can now listen to everywhere. I've said this about other episodes of Disgraceland in the past, but this two-part episode might be my favorite piece of Disgraceland storytelling yet. Certainly from a mixing and scoring standpoint. Matt Bowden and Ryan Spraker from our team, they really killed the sound design and the original music in these episodes. But also from a storytelling perspective. And that's because there are a few musicians in the history of popular music who are as compelling as Miles Davis. He's a fascinating character on top of being one of the most legendary and innovative musicians of all time. And not, not to mention influential. A guy who created some of the most endearing and enduring pieces of music of all time. The album, Kind of Blue. It's no mistake that it is the top-selling jazz album of all time. It's not on accident. Miles Davis, a guy who would create Kind of Blue and then later go on to completely subvert all of his earlier subversiveness. There's no end to how interesting Miles Davis is as a subject. But one of the things that really stood out to me about Miles Davis in my research of him and that I hit on in the episode is Miles Davis uh, as a guy and, and Miles relative to the concept of cool. Okay, it's it's an oversimplification to say that Miles Davis was cool. It's so easy to back that statement up. It's kind of not even worth saying unless you're going to explore it in some way. So to go further, you can say Miles Davis was the coolest dude of all time. And who's going to argue with you? You can't prove that he was, but you certainly cannot prove that he was not either. And the evidence certainly supports the former. But you can look at some objective facts that help solidify the fact that Miles Davis was the coolest motherfucker of all time. Consider the following. When Miles Davis hit the scene as Miles Davis, and not as a Charlie Parker sideman, when Miles Davis hit the Newport Jazz Festival in 1955, in addition to a show-stealing performance, Miles provided an impossibly cool image, one that had never been fully realized or seen before, one that captivated the audience. Okay, and not just the audience at Newport. Word spread, and the jazz audience in general 
started to take notice of who Miles Davis was in 1955. Now, keep in mind the context. This is, like I said, 1955, okay? If you were to make a documentary about anything that happened in America in the middle of the 1950s, and you had to explain the concept of cool, you would inevitably show images of, of what? of James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause, Elvis Presley, and maybe some other greaser rock and roll types. But but here's the thing. All that coolness, the Elvises, the James Deans, all that shit happened after Miles Davis. Rebel Without a Cause didn't come until later in the year, after Newport, in October of 1955. Elvis didn't fully hit until 1956. Miles Davis, this is my point, Miles Davis had none of the prototypical American quote-unquote coolness at his disposal to craft his image. So he did it on his own. He crafted this image of cool that had never been seen before. And it was undeniably one of the coolest images ever. He continued to create the coolest shit ever and he did it without a playbook the result back then in the 50s was the 57 album the aptly titled the birth of cool you can hear in my previous episode the one on miles davis the cultural influences that influenced miles and how far he had to travel to find those influences the episodes also detail miles's totally unique upbringing his tumultuous career how he broke into the new york jazz scene was subjected to racist police brutality his various forays into vice pimping cocaine use his car wreck his various arrests like i said miles davis a vastly compelling subject coolest motherfucker of all time i hope you dig the episodes there's two of them they're in your feeds check them out i'll be back after this All right, we are back and you are updated and you're feeling like a bad motherfucker like Miles Davis. So I'm going to cut to the quick and quit messing around and get right into your voicemails, your texts and your DMs. Did you know that you can call me? Yes, you can call me. You did. You knew this. 617-906-6638. Send me a text or leave me a voicemail like Brenda here from the 646. Hi, my name is Brenda. I'm from the Bronx, New York. I was calling one. I love you so um, I was in here cringing when you did the Chris Brown episode because you made it sound like all his music is just the worst. And don't get me wrong, I think he has a lot of bad songs, but I think he got some good ones. But I was, I had a suggestion on maybe it's time to do a story on Kanye with all that is going on with him. Thank you and your team for delivering us this great show. Y'all get me through my work day. Love it. Thanks again. Brenda, appreciate the message and the feedback, but here's the thing, Brenda, I totally hear you. You like Chris Brown. I get it. And you're compelled to defend his music. I understand. I defend the music of musicians that I love as well, even the creeps. I like music by a lot of creeps. Jerry Lee Lewis, that's a fine example. We've been over it ad nauseum. But for whatever reason, I cannot like the music of every artist that I cover. And what usually happens is I get sucked in and find some stuff that I do like, but... That didn't happen with Chris Brown. Win some, lose some. Either way, I totally appreciate the message. Thank you for calling. Call back anytime. Uh, you said you listen at work, Brenda. Curious to hear what you do for a living. I'm always interested in how and where people listen to Disgraceland. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you for being a listener and for calling. And P.S., I'm not touching that Kanye mess with a 10-foot pole. Not for a while, anyway. All right. Chiming in from the 623, it's Kat from Arizona. 
Great. Hey, this is Kat from Arizona. I was listening to Chaos, which I like to do two things at once, so I listen to my books and do other stuff. Anyway, I was listening to Chaos, and then I was bouncing around, and I was at Badlands. And I was like, when is that Mama Cast episode going to come out? Sure enough, there it is. Now I can't wait for the second half. But this is so much more convoluted than anyone has any idea of. I haven't finished Chaos because there's so much information in it, but wow, this whole thing, I can't believe Bugliosi. Oh, my God. Anyway, thanks for covering this. It's kind of filling in the gaps until I can finish that gazillion hour long book but you're doing an awesome job keep it up can't wait for the next mama cast episode have a good one talk soon thanks cat we get a lot of mileage out of those mama cast episodes and for those of you who have not heard them yet those episodes are ostensibly a deeper disruptive dive into the charles manson murder narrative and based in large part on the tom o'neill book chaos I'm playing Kat's message because these Mama Cass episodes are some of the most engaged with pieces of disgraceland content over the past couple months. And I feel like when people hear or see Cass's name in the feed as a subject, they think of the Mamas and the Papas as being an old fogey act, something that your grandparents listened to, which is true, they did. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's not. But my point is that these episodes go way beyond the story of the Mamas and the Papas and Mama Cass. And they delve deep into the dark, dirty history of Hollywood in the L.A. music scene of the 1960s. So if you passed on the Cass episodes before, please use Kat's voice voicemail here as a reminder to not sleep on these episodes. All right, let's do some text. Holy crap, so many texts. I'm just going to click through here. Shit, where's my phone? Uh, uh, hold on, I got to grab my phone. All right, I'm back. I got my phone. My phone was literally right in front of my face. My wife will be happy to hear that I still can't find shit. Uh, I was I was staring at my phone when I was looking for my phone. And how do I know this? Because I'm filming the recording of this on my phone. <laughs> a little behind the scenes nonsense there for you. Okay, from the 802. Hi, Jake. This is Kaylee from Melrose, Mass. I'm a huge fan of Disgraceland. I painted my entire kitchen listening to the Graham Parsons and Brian Jones episodes. And I got to plug about a girl as another fantastic double Elvis podcast. All right, let's see here. Kaylee goes on to say, I've got a double feature for you book recommendation, impossible subject matter. I just finished reading Greg Prado's A Devil on One Shoulder and Angel on the Other. It's about Shannon Hoon of Blind Melon. I have a cousin who super influenced my taste in music, and at first I thought he was crazy being into Blind Melon. And you know what? I got to say here, I got to say, Kaylee, I'd kind of, that's my reaction to Blind Melon as well. I was around when Blind Melon hit the scene, or I was alive anyways, I should say. And uh, I was not a fan. My girlfriend at the time was which made them even more insufferable for whatever reason. But uh, that's never stopped me from exploring an artist before. I find I often like digging into artists whose music I don't like at first because I like I, I said earlier when speaking to Brenda's voicemail, uh, I tend to find stuff that I do like and it opens me up in a way. So I will check Shannon Hoon out. I'll check that Greg Prato book. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. A Devil on One Shoulder and an Angel on the Other. Thank you, Kaylee from Melrose, Mass. The 646 writes in, good rare win for my Knicks last night in Boston. Is that what we're doing? We're taking sports text messages now? Listen, I talk about my football bets. Uh, I, I, You know, you can't just assume... You can't just assume I'm a huge, uh, like I'm all in for all Boston sports. I basically, I watch the Celtics if they make the playoffs. I'm that guy. 
Yep, I'm not I'm not an every every night basketball guy in the season. Just uh, the sport does not compel me like that. Hockey on the other hand, football used to be that way with baseball, but the Red Sox, yay, yay, yay. Um, okay, listening to some Motown, in my opinion, pound for pound, perhaps the greatest musical roster ever created, better than the 96 Bulls. Jesus, with the sports references, 646. Better than Lombardi's Packers and the Yankees championships all rolled up into one. All right, I like this text now from the 646. I like comparing the Motown uh roster <laughs> to the 96 bulls i think that's a bold statement i don't know how you qualify that or quantify that but uh i'll take it i like that text let's see what else we got here see if we're mixing any other sports and music i doubt it but let's see here from the 850 jake huge fan of the show since the first episode just listened to the david bowie story loved it learned a few things as usual i am an art teacher in a mental health therapeutic setting and i loved the kusama i know i'm saying her wrong her name wrong kusama kusama Maybe it's spelled wrong here. In Andy Warhol trivia, keep the good stuff coming. You got it, 850. All right, let's see here. Going on, more text. Let's see. Da -da, 909. Hey, Jake, heard your shout out. Looking for recommendations. First of all, I love your show. I've been listening since before you moved to Amazon. I wanted to recommend for you to check out a German crime show called Der Pass, D-E-R-P-A-S-S. -S. I guess that translates to Pagan Pass. Uh, deals with murders along the Austrian-German border with pagan Nordic elements. I fucking love this recommendation. Thank you, Carlos from California, from the 909, Der Pass. I'm going to check that out. Um, if anyone else has seen Der Pass, hit me up. We'll report back to Carlos together, okay? All right, from the 856. Hi, it's Tony. I don't know a Tony, aside from my mom, but this is spelled differently. How about an episode on Nick Cave, The Birthday Party, Bad Seeds, Heroin, His Time in Berlin, Sao Paulo, and the tragic death of his bandmates and family? There's a ton to unpack here. You might need more than one episode. I know about this. This has been on my radar. Um... Um, I'm like a fly-by-night Nick Cave fan, have been forever. One of these guys, do you guys have these these artists who your whole life, you're kind of, they're just, they're just, you're just sniffing around the edges. You know they're great. You know you're going to dive in and you're never going to come back out, but you just never do. When I was in Cast Iron Hike, our drummer was a huge Nick Cave fan. Played me shit all the time. I loved all of it. I love Grinder Man. I love everything I've heard by this guy, but I've never bought one record on purpose and i think it's because i'm afraid on some level i don't know what level that is um but i do know the story uh specifically of his family i read about that i think in the new york times some time ago recently and it's it's really sad and uh I, you know I've, i think i've been avoiding this story because of the sadness involved with nick cave but i saw a post the other day from flea from the red hot chili peppers who just read Nick Cave's book. I think it's his newest book. Um, he wrote it in collaboration with uh, someone whose name escapes me. And Flea had nothing but positive things to say about it, not from sort of an objectifiable, I think this is a good or bad book type of positive things, not like in a positive review kind of way, but just in the way that the essence of, of what Nick Cave was expressing in the light and the beauty and the positivity that is in that book supposedly in the face of trauma and it, and it made me want to want to 
dive into Nick Cave a little bit more. So maybe uh, you have inspired me, Tony, with a Y from the 856 to check out Nick Cave. I'll do one more here. Uh, can you re-release Rick James from the 916? My nephew has been telling me to check it out, but I could never find it. Thank you. Yes. I will re-release that. That'll be coming soon. Text me, guys, 617-906-6638. But call me. Call me, too. Leave me some voicemails. I love hearing your voices. I love hearing where you guys listen to the podcast, especially if it's at work. Hit me up and let me know. I appreciate it. Let's get back into the rest of this episode here. Get into some DMs. Going to focus on Facebook messages because I've ignored Facebook for a bit. I apologize, Facebook people. I see you. I swear I do. Bill McClinton writes simply, and I quote Bill, I want you to do my eulogy. Well, Bill, we hardly knew you, brother. But if you kick off this mortal coil for real before yours truly, you got a deal. Miaj Morris writes, okay, you're awesome. I fucking love your podcast. Thanks, Miaj. That's me, not her. And this is the rest of her message. I wanted to write something more poignant, but I can't. So here it is. Can you please do a story on Boney M or the classical guy, Mason Williams, I think. Thanks in advance. You rock, dude. See, this is why I love this dialogue we have going. I don't know anything about Boney M or the classical gas guy, Mason Williams, whoever the fuck that is. But now I'm going to find out. And who knows? Maybe I'll get a couple episodes out of it. So thank you. All right. Hey, this just in. Like, as in today, like a couple hours ago, as I'm recording this, excuse me, as I'm yeah writing the notes for this before I'm about to record it, uh, Disgraceland was nominated for an award. And despite the fact that whatever hardware we've copped in the past, having spending its days on my bookshelf in my studio, I do consider these awards wins for this here community. Without you guys, there'd be no show. There'd be no silly awards. This one is from the Ambies, this nominations, this nomination. Uh, the Ambies is the Podcast Academy, which is made up of some pretty serious dudes and dudettes from the podcast industry. And it does mean something to be recognized by them. And I'm I'm most excited about the category, however. Disgraceland was nominated in the best original score in music supervision category. And I'm pumped about this category because when I was thinking about launching this podcast and I was speaking with people I knew in the music industry, pretty much every single one of them told me that I couldn't make a music podcast without licensing the music from the artist I was telling the stories about. Essentially telling me I needed other people's music to make this show work. Well, we went and we created our own music and our own vibe and our own goddamn show in true DIY punk rock fashion, taking our limitations and turning them into strengths. And you guys, the listeners, recognize that from day one and you continue to with your support. So this nomination is as much about me as it is about you. And I also got to shout out the team here at Double Elva, specifically Matt Bowden, Shanka Halen, Ryan Spraker, Matt Tahaney, all who work on the music over here at Disgraceland. Bryce Kanzer as well. Thank you, guys. Very much appreciated. Congrats on the nomination. All right, Disco's back in a flash with some recommendations. Okay, listen, if you're one of the few people out there who's new to podcasts, new to Disgraceland, new to true crime, if you have not already listened to the wildly popular and hysterically funny and informative podcast, My Favorite Murder, hosted by my friends Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark on the Exactly Right Network, then what are you waiting for? You got to check out My Favorite Murder in each episode. They're going to tell you stories about infamous serial killers, cold cases, 
incredible survivor stories. And listen, these guys are wildly popular for a reason. They have an incredible chemistry. They're hysterical. They're smart as all get up. And you're instantly going to feel like they're long lost friends. They've got great new episodes on the subjects I've already mentioned, but they've got this whole treasure trove of back episodes, including well-known stories from true crime and music history, like the deaths of Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungen, the murder of pop singer Selena, and now the infamous story of the cocaine bear. I've known Karen in Georgia since the beginning of my sort of foray into podcasting. They've been heroes of mine. I was on their podcast in March of 2022 to share my hometown story about a prison break party that I attended in high school. Uh, and they told me it was one of their most popular episodes. So you can check that out as well. Listen to My Favorite Murder wherever you listen to podcasts. Brand new episodes drop every Thursday. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership in an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. All right, speaking of an original score, we still need some original music for this segment here, for this part, the recommendations part, because that's what this is, the recommendations part, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, and what I'm listening to. And also this applies to what you're reading and what you're watching and what you're listening to. So call me at 617-906-6638 or hit me up at DisgracelandPod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube.com slash at DisgracelandPod, which reminds me, kind of a quick shameless plug, but also kind of applicable to this Rex segment. I've been watching, just like a lot of you have been watching, the new Disgraceland visual content we have over on our YouTube channel. We just put up a story last week on the violent LA punk scene in the 1980s. We've got a Clash story coming this weekend. Head over and subscribe to that. And like I said, youtube.com slash at DisgracelandPod. We are releasing new Disgraceland video content every day. But on to what I'm really watching. Still watching season three of Love, which I mentioned last week. And if you recall in last week's bonus episode, I asked for you listeners to write to me or call me and let me know what was up with Gus's band from season one. Well, Ask and I shall receive. I heard from my old friend Amin from Boston, who is now in LA and who actually produces Gus from Love, whose real name is, of course, Paul Rust. Amin produces Paul's band, which is called Don't Stop or We'll Die. 
They're a real band, of course, and they just played a show in L.A. the other night, which I'm sure some of you probably know about and went to. Amin texted me. He told me Paul is a huge movie nerd, which you can tell from his character and love, and that there's just tons of movie references in their songs, and that's really it. So there you have it. Don't Stop or We'll Die. Sort of a real-life offshoot of the fictional band within the show, Love. And their new album, Signature Please, is available on Spotify and I'm sure elsewhere. And I've been rocking it all week, so go get it. You'll dig it. That's kind of a twofer. That's what I'm watching and what I'm listening to. I've also been re-watching Uncut Gems, the Safi Brothers movie with Adam Sandler from 2019. And I don't know. I'm kind of obsessed with how these guys make movies. The Safi Brothers. I loved Good Time with Robert Pattinson by those dudes as well. I'm not sure which I like better, which film, Uncut Gems or uh, Good Time. They're both intense. Uh, I'll probably watch Uncut Gems a couple more times before the next bonus episode. Check it out if you haven't. I don't know much about the Safi Brothers. If you do, hit me up. Educate me. I still need to watch Letter Kenny. That's coming after love. Hang in there, guys. It's going to happen. What else? Okay. Like most of the country. I watched some football this weekend. I bet Cincinnati with the points. I was getting a point and a half, and I lost. And uh, I'm not a we got screwed by the refs kind of guy, but we definitely got screwed by the refs kind of guy. And now my wallet is a little lighter, and I got no one to root for in the Super Bowl. I'm not necessarily a Bengals fan. I just like Joe Burrow. I liked him in that game. I thought they were going to win. They would have won if the refs didn't feel like they needed to give the game to Kansas City, which they definitely did. Um and I got no dog in the hunt. I can't root for KC. I can't root for Philly. I guess I'm going to watch more hockey. And NASCAR season is right around the corner. And oh yeah, I'm going to the Daytona 500 this year. That's news. More of that to come. You'll be hearing about that. Uh, I'm reading. Reading recommendation. I got nothing. I got nothing for you guys. I'm not reading anything right now. Nothing. Um, I'm reading my DMs. That's about it. Nothing new on the reading front this week. Uh, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Call me, text me 617-906-6638. Don't be shy. Let me know or get at me at Disgraceland Pod on the socials. David Caseman writes and tells me I should check out the newish hardcore band One Step Closer. Okay, David, you're on. I'll do that. I will report back. Now, this one is from Ellie Ordez. I think it's Ellie. It's pronounced how Joe Ely spells his name. E-L-Y. I'm going to go with Ellie. Ellie Ordez. Ordaz, O-R-D-A-Z. I hope I'm not fucking that up at least. Anyways, Ellie, message that I need to check out. Baker? I'm going with Baker. B-A-K-A-R. And I'm saying, I hope I'm saying that right. Baker. And they're tuned Helen back. And I did. And it's awesome. It's a good song. You should check that out. B-A-K-A-R on Spotify. Tune is called Hell and Back. Chill, popish, modern sounding, uh, soulful, great singer. Not sure what else to say about it. Uh, mellow out with it. It's good. All right. I'll get back to you in a bit. All right, let's recap this and go put some kids to bed. Number one, Miles Davis is the coolest motherfucker of all time, and there are two previously exclusive episodes in your feed that prove it. Number two, new stories on the violent L.A. punk scene of the 80s and others on the new Disgraceland YouTube channel. Go subscribe at youtube.com slash at DisgracelandPod. Number three, season 11 Disgraceland trailer coming this Tuesday, February 7th. Four, all of season one of Disgraceland is being re-released on our five-year anniversary, February 13th. Number five, season 11 of Disgraceland launches February 14th. Number six, call me, text me, 617-906-6638. At me at Disgraceland Pod, wherever. This 
Well, this, this is my moment of zen. Me reading the phone book from El Paso, Texas, in honor of the great Bobby Fuller. And away we go. Garza, Thomas, 2930 Adalia Avenue, 5-5193. Garza Pena, Manuel, Prospect, 8-0185. Gascoigne, Chelsea Drive, 5-9183. Gaspard, MP, 3318 Douglas, 5-9377. Gaspard Service Station, 4600 Dyer, 5-5706. Gas, Ava, St. Verlaine, 3-7320. Gas, Forest, 3321 Frankfurt, 5-8606. Gastello, Elias, 1310 East San Antonio, 3-1992. Gaston, Orville, Lieutenant Orville, that is, 4323 Bliss, 5-7245. Gates, Junior. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it!